Welcome back to the Business Report. It's time for our Alex Forbes lead story. Our lead story this evening talks about uh, a tool, a concept, a model that uh, business owners, practitioners can use in thinking about how to plan for the future and how to reorganize their, their company to meet demands. Uh, we are talking to an industrial design company, to Pamwe this evening, publishing an industrial white paper on design thinking. This is the first in the country. A project packed with insights from an original study conducted in 2022 informs how Namibian organizations can approach innovation. The study provides knowledge on the current applications of design thinking and future possibilities uh, with Namibia specifically in mind. Design thinking, which is an innovative mindset, methodology, and problem-solving process, places people's needs at the center of its approach. We're joined by the founder and CEO of Turipamwe, Tanya Straw. Tanya, welcome to The Business Report. Thank you so much for having me, Gary. Right, so design thinking isn't mm-hmm. so much uh, thinking about what your logo looks like. Not at all. <laughs> Tell us first a little bit about the idea of, uh, of design thinking and also give us a bit of background to Turipamwe. Sure. So design thinking, we were chatting about that earlier, essentially a model, a methodology, an approach to innovation as you said, that that puts the human being at the center of a process. And it's based on the adage that if I understand my user better through empathizing with uh, any challenges or needs that they might experience, I can then design better products, better services. And so using that insight to inform anything that my business might create from that. So originally, uh, it really came out of the Silicon Valley space, but design thinking can be applied to any type of industry. It's not specific to an industry, but essentially it's an attempt to solve problems in a more inclusive way, in a way that we can arrive at insights to design better products and services um, in a way that is not us assuming as a business what the challenges of our customers or users might be and then trying to solve for that. So it's an interesting approach and I think one that we're perhaps not as used to in the Namibian context because we we often say we have great ideas based on our own strategic thinking about where we want to take our organizations. And I think just globally, we, we're living in an environment that's, I think, sometimes often described as a VUCA environment, so one that we currently live in. It's volatile, it's uncertain, it's ambiguous, and it's really complex. And how do we navigate our current environment, but even our future context that we're trying to solve problems for? No one expected the pandemic. No one expected the war in Russia. But how can we use these tools to to essentially map insights for the future and then by placing human beings at the center of that, then design better products and services. To quote Monty Python, no one expected the Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> which certainly yeah, placed humans at the, at the middle of the earth. <laughs> um, okay, so perhaps just give us a bit of context. Um, often modalities of thinking or, or, or models of particular thinking have alternatives or counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what other sort of models of thinking might our listeners be familiar with mm-hmm. that this would be easier to categorize how we explain design thinking? Sure. So you might have heard of models like Agile, which is often used in in tech and development. So we're needing to design very quickly around um, a certain piece of software 
that's an approach that's being taken. There's another one that we we also often reference, which we call lean service creation. So that looks at how to design better services by including also an aspect of sustainability. So I think you're you're quite right in that there are complementary models, and this is certainly not um, necessarily a new one. But I think there are certain steps that are taken in the design thinking process that that makes it perhaps more unique, or not unique, but um, certain aspects that it looks at that that other model, models might not include. Now you've referenced putting the, uh, the human mm-hmm. or the user, and these maybe are not entirely interchangeable, mm-hmm. um, at the at the heart of the process. Um, humans, by their very nature, are not only irrational but are also largely unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so perhaps just talk about that in a second. How do you mm-hmm. put something that's irrational and unpredictable? at the heart of a process you're trying to create. Yeah, you're quite right. I think it's in design thinking, we also often speak about contradictions. So you might contradict yourself in in a particular statement that you um, might share. So really how how the process looks at it, it starts with us as the designer empathizing first. And when I say designer, I mean really anybody thinking like a designer. So I don't want people to say, oh, you know, I can't be like a designer. So understanding empathetically, why why would Gary say X but not Y? Or why would Gary say X and Y? And I think what makes it interesting is that there's a particular insight that then comes out of that that we can then use to our advantage to design something better around instead of trying to make an assumption about why Gary said X and then building everything around that. I think the, the, the other critical aspect around design thinking is building prototypes, so testing early, so creating a version of our idea that we have, and, and you can think about this as a new product or service or even model. So instead of spending lots of resources and times and setting up a whole new department to do something, we say, how can we very quickly test and validate a particular prototype together with our user, together with our customer, because they're going to offer us insights that our team could, could never have thought of. Okay, and, and this obviously comes back to the central idea of innovation. Uh, we are moving in very fast-moving times, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, and businesses will be defined by their ability to adapt. We are also operating in a global economy, mm-hmm. and we're operating in a uh, in, in an African economy over which, but neither of those we have very much control or input, but we are heavily influenced by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, technology is is accelerating the rate of change. So this is relevant for business owners because. If they're not thinking about how to innovate, they're really thinking about how to manage a steady and perhaps a quick decline. Um, So with regards to innovation, uh, and you're talking about prototyping and testing, Mm -hmm. there there still feels like there's a bit of guessing going on there. Um, How much data, and we now live in in a society that's obsessed Mm -hmm. with data. Yes. (laughs) We will not move until there's data. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to make it hard to fall in love in the future. Apparently, genetic swaps are going to be the way we meet each other. But be that yeah. as it may, how, how much data do you incorporate in, in the way you attack these problems and, mm-hmm. and how you help other companies do this? There's, uh, there's a great quote that says, data has a better idea. And, and I think, yes, there, there is an obsession with data, but 
where do we find this data? How is it useful to us? How do we synthesize it? And I think that, of course, that yes, there is a big move to using tools like artificial intelligence to help us um, generate and filter through data to make it useful to us. But sometimes data can also be in the form of a conversation. It's simply engaging with customers to get useful information out of them and, you know, asking, I think, challenging questions um, around our business offerings and also asking open-ended questions. And in terms of how we help our customers do that is uh, we do that through a process called co-creation. So essentially driving a running rather interactive sprints. So we ask a very specific question at the beginning of a sprint and then we create open-ended questions as part of the first phase that attempt to understand a certain need. And through conversations and insight, we we capture that information and then use that as the building blocks to move forward during a process of, of innovation. And of course, there are many other ways that you can collect uh, data through your existing uh, business infrastructure or networks. But I think data ultimately is going is what is going to help us move forward with decisions. But I think it needs to be useful data. It needs to be valuable data. And again, in the Namibian context, where do we find inf- useful information that helps us to inform our decisions? And that's also what we attempted to do, particularly with the white paper, was to understand to what extent might design thinking currently be practiced um, in, in our business environment and what are the differences that companies are seeing if, if they're practicing design thinking at all. Um, and I think I was, I was delighted to see just coming in here, um, seeing the artwork against your walls, for example, how you're using innovation um, as, as a value as an organization, because I think it's it's not just the practical application of it, it's also the cultural consideration. So culturally, do we value new ideas? Culturally, are we open to accepting different ways of thinking and doing things? And I think in Namibia, perhaps we come from just considering our context. I don't think we particularly come from a country that necessarily welcomes new ideas um, but I think that design thinking within companies is a great way to to practice that. To listen to the full interview, go to the podcast page on futuremedia.com.na.